All right, welcome everybody to what is the first episode of our tentatively called podcast, the Untitled Gaming Podcast. My name is Pat. Uh, you can think of me as the BoJack Horseman, and the Mr. Peanut Butter over here is Zach. Hi. <laughs> That's all you're going to say? What's good, everybody? I mean, I just called Mr. Peanut Butter, so I was like... <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's start with uh, the first thing on the agenda here. Why did we start this podcast? Um... I honestly don't have. We have nothing better to do, really. Yeah, fuck it. We know a lot about video games, so we're going to talk about them. You can listen or you cannot. Let's. We'll just. I mean, if they're not listening, they're not going to be listening to this. But they won't know that they're not listening. Right, but like you know, (laughs) but even like mentioning them is irrelevant because they're not going to be listening. Either way, if you're listening to this, you and you choose not to listen to it anymore. That's fine. I'm not going to listen to it either. I mean, I I got to edit it, so I'm probably going to have to listen. to it. I'm never going to listen to it after we do it. All right, so let's Phrasing. let's start with our favorite games. So uh, let's do these top are all five. time, top five all time. Okay. So are we gonna go five and then count down to one and one? And Mine are in no particular order. <laughs> all right. Well, I will do that. And you can That's do fine. No my top order. five actually has like eight games in it. Oh my god! One, this guy over here. One, two. Can't count. Three, four, five, six, seven. Sorry, seven instead of eight. All right. And my top five, just be warned. Let's go with my number five. My number five is actually a recent one. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Hellblade just because that was a fucking epic experience. Having that headset in and playing through that game and you're hearing all these voices and everything going on, it was just something I'd never experienced in a video game before. And you should totally experience it because that's what video games are about, experiencing something what's your number yeah. five well they're not in any particular order, <laughs> i mean i mean i guess they technically could be because i wrote them down in the order they came into my mind so All right. number five for me is a fairly recent game as well titanfall 2 um, titanfall 2 is great shooter i i love it it's probably one of my favorite shooters i do love the fast pace nature of it and definitely having, underrated i think it is underrated there's a cult following for titanfall 2 and it's i don't think it gets the recognition it deserves well also ea um, released that in between what was it battlefield, battlefield and, and call, call of duty, duty which is a f- fucking terrible yeah idea. i don't know what the hell i don't know what the hell they were thinking yeah. that was just completely nonsensical and yeah. that definitely damaged it because of like well you got to be looking at it in like moments like that if you're like a, a parent buying game for a kid you're gonna buy cod yeah. you're gonna buy battlefield or if you're someone who's buying the game yourself and you only have enough money to spend on one game. You're, you're going to go with the recognized gonna, brand. Exactly. You're not going to go for Titanfall. Especially, especially since the first one was only on Xbox. Right. This exactly. This was the first was time it was on PS4. Right. I was just about to say. So. They, EA pulls that shit. Yeah. But I thought I think even the improvement from Titanfall 1 to 2 is spectacular. I did love the campaign. I do love a good campaign. But just the, the idea of having a Titan as something else in a multiplayer yeah, match. Yeah. And the way it just flows perfectly. You get yeah, that absolutely. Titan. Absolutely. When, like, you feel you should. like Yeah, exactly. I feel like there are moments where now what I what sucks is, like, when you're playing and you have, like, that, that boost bar. If you're, like, in good form in your one life. Yes. When you get so close to getting your Titan and then, and then you get killed you, and yeah, <laughs> you just yeah, lose yeah. it. And this is the most frustrating feeling. But, yeah, I mean. But it is balanced. I would say it's oh, yeah, the absolutely. most balanced shooters I've ever played. And you're always going to get a Titan just because it's time progression. So you're yeah. always going to have a chance to be in it so i mean i love titanfall 2 it's yep, titanfall 2 it's great definitely pick. up there is one of my favorite it probably is my favorite shooter actually to be fair my so. number four i would have to go with a game that pretty much defined my childhood uh legend of zelda ocarina of time great fucking game uh it took me i think seven years to beat that game because the fucking water temple was oh my god like i got to the end i had someone else beat it for me uh, but yeah. this was like 
when yeah, back like, how old were you when that game came out? Like, I must have been like twelve. Yeah, thirteen maybe. Um, and it was just because this was back when you were getting like one game a year and you had right. to play it. But that game kept me entertained for so much, <laughs> and there was so much to that game, like all the different dungeons and everything. Absolutely. So, so I guess in the same vein, the fourth game I wrote down is also a game that basically defined my childhood: is Crash Bandicoot Three Warped. Now I loved all the Crash Bandicoot games, but it was Crash Bandicoot 3 where it was just like the gameplay was just the best. I just have the never abilities. played a Crash Bandicoot game, so I'm really? not even going to say anything that, here. My God. That's... Actually, no. I did play the first Crash Bandicoot, but because it was part of an Easter egg in uh, Uncharted 4. Mm, okay. I don't know if it was the entirety of the game, but I played like the first level for like a minute, and I'm like, this game is terrible. Let's go back to Uncharted. I mean, the, the, the first Crash Bandicoot was definitely... It was a different game entirely, obviously. Well, yeah, and I'm sure if I played it when it came out, when that was like... Yeah, that was like the hype. Yeah. So Crash Bandicoot 3 was just... It was the culmination of like 1 and 2. You had different power-ups, different stuff like that. Um, and I I loved it for that, essentially. And that was just a game that like one of those things where like a bunch of my buddies played it. So that just kind of like flew for me from like the start. So. All right, so that was your number four. So let's go with my number three. Uh, this is going to be Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect, great series. It's a sci-fi RPG. Yeah, you I've got all these different party members. Mass Effects. You're crazy. You need to play them. I mean, I could say the same thing about you for Crash Bandicoot. I mean, well, I mean, that'd be like telling me you didn't play Spyro the Dragon. Objectively, Mass Effect is a better game than Crash Bandicoot. And fact check that. No, I think that's a very subjective <laughs> thing. I don't even. Think, you can't just tag the word objectively on the front I of something. Just did and just <laughs> say that it's an objective thing. That's a very subjective. I feel like thing that's going to gonna be a common theme in this podcast. Oh, but God. no, seriously, Mass Effect Two was a great RPG. And the, specifically Mass Effect 2, where each party member had their own specific, like, major side mission, which they call loyalty missions, was kind of like their backstory and had a major impact on the ending of the game, whether or not you did that mission. So, these and these characters were super interesting, so you wanted to do these. Even someone who you didn't want to use on your party, you still wanted to do the mission for them. So, Mass Effect, great series. Mass Effect 2, probably the best game of that series. Fair. Um... My next game is the first of my ones where I have multiple in the oh same slot. I mean, I can't pick. It's tough. So um, a series that's significantly better than Mass Effect is Assassin's Creed. Um, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> I, I, don't <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, objectively, objectively it's better. And uh, you can fact check that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just did. Uh, no, you didn't because you have a notepad in front of you. You don't have a laptop <laughs> like I do. So you can shut the <laughs> fuck up. Um, you know what's on that laptop, everybody? Gay porn. Actually, it's my fantasy football team. I'm winning, so I'm not going to say that because <laughs> that's just rude and I called for it. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah. Uh, so in the Assassin's Creed series, um, What's like essentially tied for my favorite game in those would be Assassin's Creed Black Flag and Assassin's Creed 2. And it's tough to pick between the two because I love the gameplay in Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Um, but you're a fucking pirate in Black Flag. That should make it better. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, but like, so like the reason they're tied is like the gameplay in Black Flag is phenomenal. They finally, like, they mastered the naval combat from Assassin's Creed 3, which was just fucking awful. The naval combat. I wouldn't say it was awful it was pretty good hindsight it was terrible at the time it was fine but yeah. when you compare it to black flag it's terrible but um the difference like and why assassin's creed 2 is up there is because it was just a revolutionary the, game exactly yeah. the improvement from assassin's creed 1 but also is that whole trilogy of two brotherhood and revelations 
was Ezio. the Ezio trilogy, and yeah. that's that's just a character that even though is the only character you really built a relationship with. Gameplay wise, I think Brotherhood is the best out of that series. Of the trilogy, you mean? Uh, yeah, out of, of the, like the Ezio Brotherhood trilogy. revelations yeah. and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I would I would agree with that the the executions and the kills in Revelation were sick. Yeah, they were gruesome. They were brutal. I and remember I, there like, was like with the hook blade, you're just like yeah. I remember there was like one execution where like you like stab the dude through the face and then you would like spin the sword around yeah, yeah. and it would like spin his head around that also disgusting. assassin's creed is what started the combat that eventually evolved into batman arkham right and i think spider-man spider-man's using the yeah, same one so, yeah. um but yeah assassin's creed is just like completely revolutionary game and i'm a big like history nerd and i love all that kind of stuff so that would like piqued my like mental interest as well it's, like, it's something i really wanted to um play just because i find history just fascinating so that is the reason like those games are up there on top of just the gameplay which is just awesome and that was your number three that was my three yeah all so right it should so be top two now. yep my top two I, my number two has got to be halo 3 halo 3 is just an epic game with multiplayer i know some people prefer two but two is before my time for xbox live like i played halo i played combat evolved i played two i didn't really get online till three um and I played so much. I have thousands of hours in Halo 3 online. Like, And then they kept adding to it. They had Forge, so you could make your own maps, uh, your own game modes. You could, you could make your own... They had a theater mode, so you could make your own clips. It was just that fucking... The game you got for $60 was just right. so much. I know, like, me and my buddies, we'd always, like... I was a PlayStation kid growing up, so I never really got to play those, like, on my own. But my buddies always... Yeah, you shake your head all you want. Um... But like my buddies always had it, so we would always like after school we'd be going and just be playing Halo Three for like hours. And Halo Three, hours. fucking the BR is awesome. Mm. Halo Five probably has one of the best multiplayers, but the story of Halo Five wasn't great. For Halo Three, the story was phenomenal, as was the multiplayer. Right. So that's got to be my pick for yeah. out of that series for number two. Right. My number two is the the second and last time you're going to see two games in the same slot. And that's uh, FIFA 13 and 16. So now oh everybody's going to, I mean, now everybody's going to see like my side. Of I'm a big soccer guy in general. So FIFA was always going to be out there. You're going to see that with my number one pick kind of oh prefacing that. Um, now don't, don't hate on FIFA because I'll do it myself because FIFA is the one game where I will defend it for its quality like nobody else and at the same time we'll just say it's the just most shit game on the planet i have probably broken at least like 10 or 12 controllers <laughs> playing fifa it is the most frustrating game it's so it's so aidsy it's really, but i love but for what the games are uh fifa 13 like changed how fifa was played initially especially from early on it was different gameplay style they finally fixed certain things like offensive movement was a big struggle defensive movement is still trash and will always be trash but that's what happens when you get people making video games that don't know how to play a sport um or have never played soccer which is more intricate um 16 revolutionized it again and that you could actually play fifa the way a soccer player would play in real life like the movements the other intricacies and stuff like that i could play it that way which made it really appealing for all me. right let me ask you a question if Someone put a blindfold on you, yeah. started a match in FIFA 13, uh -huh. and gave you the controller, uh -huh. but didn't tell you it was FIFA 13. Could you tell it apart? If I was blindfolded? No, not if you were blind. Like they 
because obviously the menu has FIFA 13 on it. Right. If oh, they so started they the game, threw me put into you a in game. the game, then they took the ball. Well, yeah, off. because there's going to be players in the game where I know oh that they don't God. play for that team. I mean, even if you gameplay like, wise, gameplay was yeah. very different. It, it, it was different. Yeah. I because I have EA access, so I play FIFA here occasionally. I'm not a big right. sports fan or a sports game fan, but they all seem very same to me. Yeah, I mean, like the the general like play style is the same because at the end of the day, it's soccer. But, like what I'm more focused on is like like the real like intricacies of the game. So like in FIFA 13, for example, off the ball movement for players was not nearly as good as it is now. Like offensively, like you would have to do or press a different button for them to make a certain movement off the ball. And in FIFA 18 now, you don't really have to do that. You can to force a movement, but a lot of the players will now depend on their like work rate. So if you have a player, for example, that has a high attacking work rate, and has good positioning, he will be able to move and maneuver on the field. All right, so that this is the boring watch. No one cares about Oh, my all God. This I mean, you asked the question. So I answered it. All right, okay. So, so that's that was on your you. number two. All right, so my number one has got to be the best RPG I have ever played, and that has to be The Witcher 3. Fucking, okay, so Witcher 2, I had never played a Witcher game, and I'm like, you know, I'll check this out. It looks pretty interesting from the trailer. I was blown away by how great Witcher 2 was. Witcher 3 improved on everything tenfold. Like, the combat was so much better. The story was better. It was open world. Your choices have an impact on the story. Um, you can customize how you're fighting, so you can either focus on magic. You can focus on your swords. The story is so great. These characters are so well done. It's it is just one of the best RPGs I've played mechanically, story wise, gameplay is so great. Like the systems at work. That game is complicated, but once you understand, okay, I'm about to go into this fight, I need to prepare, I need to do research, I need to figure out what the weakness for this monster is, and then attack it that way. It was clearly play Witcher Three if you have not played it. Alright. Alright, come on. Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> Put me to sleep with your nonsense. My talk it's, was boring. My talk was much more interesting <laughs> than that. No one cares about off-the-ball movement. I mean, for when you're playing a sports game, just just not to rehash this, but just to like put it in perspective for you, if you're playing a sports game, it's because you love the sport. And that's why you're playing it. Okay, but objectively... <laughs> what is Enough better? of this. No, because like, for, like, I don't like baseball, so I'm never going to play like MLB The Show. And yeah. a, someone who actually plays baseball can tell me the intricacies of, of that game and how it can be more realistic. But I don't like baseball, so I'm never going to play it. I can appreciate it from a sports perspective. Yeah, but RPG is much more widely understood than, I'd say, a sports game. No one... But yeah, which is why I had to explain it for you, because right, you right. asked the question. Okay, like, what's your top game? Uh, my favorite game, another soccer game. Oh but, it's, but it's for... I mean, everybody loves Mario, so Super Mario Strikers, specifically for the GameCube. I think I've played this game once. It's my favorite game of all time. I mean, it's just like, why do you play video games? You play video games to have fun. And it's primarily with your friends. And, like, that's what we did growing up a lot because my main group of friends were all people I played soccer with. And everybody loves them. Everybody loves Mario. So when they put the two together, it was, okay, most people love Mario. I'm not going to make it a blanket statement. I guess. Well, I did, but I guess I won't now. But, like, most people love Mario. And it was just a game where it was just such a shit show. It's just a bunch of nonsense happening on the field. At the end of the day, you got to still play soccer. So for like my group of friends, and for me personally, it was loads of fun because I got to tie in like the video game world in Mario like with soccer. So I loved doing that. All right, all right. So that was our top five favorite games. Let's go into We're what. Not are the you... intro's over. God bless. Oh, we got one more thing on the agenda here for Do the we intro. Really? <laughs> so what are you playing right now? 
What am I playing right now? Lots of Fortnite. You know that oh, already. <laughs> playing lots of Fortnite. Um, what platform? Uh, Xbox Switch? One. Xbox I One. I did play it. I played it on the Switch a few times, but the competition is just not as good. So it's just not as fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a chat. Like, like the primary. Also, before we do this, let's go through the platforms that we game on. So both of us primarily game on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also own a PS4. I ha- we both have Switches. And then I also have a gaming PC, so I'm kind of pretty much. Annoyed. I did have a PS4, but I gave it to my brother because we both moved out, and he wanted. He played the PS4 more than I, more than he played the Xbox, so I just gave that to him. So, um, so he is that right now. I want it back, but I'm not gonna get it back anytime soon, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, yeah. So same, same like Xbox and Switch are like what I primarily play on. I don't really even play the Switch that often, honestly. Yeah, honestly, um, Switch is probably one of my lowest played consoles. I think I'm just waiting for like. Which I, I can understand if I was commuting somewhere where I wasn't driving, I'd play the Switch like all the time. Right. But I'm actually driving, so I can't play on my commute. Yeah, same. I mean, I I also think like, what I want for the Switch is like, I I see it more as something that like you get with a group of people and play. Like kind of like how the Wii was initially. How you yeah. Get to, it's like when, like when Mario Party comes out. I know I'm gonna try to get with everybody else who has a Switch and we'll like play. Mario Party's just hilarious. I love Mario Party. It's yeah, so for me that's gonna be with Smash. Yeah, see, I'm trash at Smash. So it's just like <laughs> I've never, I was never good at Smash. I was never good at any of like Brawl. I think I was terrible at that too. So Mario Party it is. Um, but yeah, right now playing a lot of Fortnite, um, kind of on and off with Rocket League. Uh, Again, soccer with cars. I mean, that's just like the thing for me, man. A, are um, you still playing FIFA? What are we at? Eighteen? Yeah, we're still. I I got back into FIFA eighteen again just because nineteen is coming out. So just kind of get back into the groove of playing FIFA for when nineteen comes out. Um, but right now, that's like basically I'm kind of in like a lull for gaming. Yeah. I just got Tomb Raider, which we're gonna be talking about later. Yeah. So you're um, currently playing Tomb Raider as well. Yeah. So just started that today. Got like a couple hours, not even, and so. But yeah, so. Yeah, for me, um, so I'm still in the middle of Octopath Traveler for Switch, but that's kind of like a slow burn game, um, which I'm I probably play sporadically for a couple hours here and there throughout the week or whatever, mostly before I'm going to bed. Um, probably not even a couple hours, maybe 45 minutes or whatever. Um, so that's still something that's ongoing, which will probably be ongoing for a while now. And then I also just got Spider-Man for the PS4, so I'm working my way through that. And then, yeah, Tomb Raider just came out, so playing just only played a couple of hours of Tomb Raider right now. But those are pretty much my three major games. You're farther than I am on that, right? Because you saw how far I got. Yeah, I think you're only like an hour, and I'm like yeah. close to two hours. But, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm playing. So let's go through our topics of the, the week here now. So there's a couple things we've gone through that we want to talk about, kind of like news-based and kind of just our opinions about it. The first one is going to be the Cyberpunk 2077 demo. Which looks fucking incredible. Yeah, I know oh this came God. out a while ago, but we didn't have a podcast a while ago, so we're yeah. going to talk about it now because we need to talk about this. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the John Mulaney sketch where he talks about uh, Home the Alone. The Def Jam comic. The Def Jam comic. <laughs> yeah. talking about Home Alone. It's like, I know I can't. I, the Home Alone came out a long time ago, but I didn't have a stand-up <laughs> routine back then. So uh, Yeah, so let's, let's go through our general impressions of this. This was... Uh, basically an alpha footage gameplay that they had shown behind closed doors at E3 and Gamescom, which then they just gave to everybody. Uh, they uploaded to YouTube. They're like, here you go. Here's what we showed everybody. Um, there was a bunch of uh, warnings saying, like, this is not 
final game footage, everything in here can and probably will change. So don't take it at face value. But everything I saw was great. I loved um, it. I thought it was fantastic. A major thing I want to bring up is throughout that whole demo, there wasn't a loading screen. That was, that past, was the thing I highlighted yeah, as well. Had to be. Past but. the character selection, everything was just fluid. And I'm sure there was loading behind the screens, but you were moving around. Like maybe like you were in an elevator or whatever, like or a cutscene. But yeah, it was just so smooth going from one scene to the next without loading. It was just great. Yeah, I mean, that that is also something like big star on my paper. Like had to be yeah. the highlight thing. I mean, because like it's when you're playing a video game, you don't want – that's as much as I play Fortnite right now, that's like my biggest thing loading, with Fortnite. Yeah. Like, you have to go through like four loading four screens. Four just to get, get into the game. Yeah. And then it's like that's infuriating in and of itself. Especially when you're like low on time. You don't want to spend time. Like, right, exactly. Loading. That was my biggest problem with Siege when we started playing that at the beginning, remember? Yeah. We, were rest- we would be sitting in lobbies for like for fucking ever and it was ridiculous. Yeah, so that – I think for people who play video games a lot and, yeah, you are on a time crunch. And obviously Cyberpunk isn't going to be a game where you're playing it on a time crunch because you're not probably not going to get anything done. Um, but yeah, no loading screen is huge. And if yeah. people can build off of that, if they can do it well, and it actually truly is the no loading screen gameplay that they want, yeah. and they, they that'd did be something say other this, people could build on. They did say it's something that they're trying for. They didn't guarantee it, but you at least appreciate the effort. Most people wouldn't even try. But fuck it, you're getting yeah. loading screens. Get over it. And just just for everybody's FYI here, um, it's basically. It's cyber cyberpunk 2077 is made by CD project red the developers of Witcher 3 which some of you may remember is my favorite game of all time uh, and they're basically they start they're self-developed and self-published so they're kind of like a I wouldn't say a small company but they're not these huge like you know they're not EA or they're not Activision they're doing their own publishing so this is like their first major game besides be their, a Witcher series game. I think this will be like their breakout. This could be their breakout. Game. Yeah, they were like Witcher Three put them on the map, and now everybody's looking to see what they're doing. So they're taking their time with this game. Yeah. And when is the projected release? Was like twenty twenty? Uh, so they haven't said anything. Uh, but I suspect it'll be twenty nineteen at the earliest. I probably wouldn't expect it till twenty twenty. Yeah, if they're still in pre-alpha, I doubt twenty nineteen stretch yeah maybe holiday 2019 because you know it did seem everything we saw like everything we saw looked great so i mean my big i mean outside of the loading screen thing is i really because i'm not really someone who's like super into like rpg kind of stuff just because it's typically like super just like grind heavy yeah it takes a lot of time but the fact that you can customize literally everything. Yeah, it's and it's awesome. choice based. Like you customize your character, you customize their backstory, their traits, what they look like, their and motivation, and how you play the game. So right. you can focus on weapons, you can focus on hacking, you can focus on just talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said throughout that whole demo, you could have just gone without firing a shot or whatever. So, I mean, I really love that. Like. For a lot of games like that where they give you, like, even, like, dialogue options and stuff like that. I like how they gave you the opportunity, like, like in the demo that they released. Or and it wasn't just they... dialogue options. There was actually choices. Choices, like yeah. Actions gun, you could do. Exactly, yeah. Gun. Or, like, when, they, when you get into, like, that, the dialogue screen where it's like, hey, you could either say this or do this or something like that. In the demo we watched, it was like, okay, we want to go through this, like, diplomatically. And in the middle of it, they gave you the option, oh, hey, I'm going to pull my gun out instead. So like, yeah. if you see that it's not going to mind. go the way you want it, or yeah, or I'm going to change my mind, and I want to actually go about it this way, they gave you that option. So when you made that initial decision, 
you weren't stuck to that. You could change yeah. it at any point in that, which I thought was great because a lot of times like you're sitting there and you're just like, I want to do this. And in other games, I don't know how it's going to go. And I'm making that decision pre-everything. Exactly. So now the fact that they're giving you that option in the middle of everything, in the midst of everything that's happening is great. Mm-hmm. It just, it looked great. I already have it pre-ordered. And CD Projekt Red is one of the few developers. I think Rockstar is probably going to be another one. Um, maybe Quantum Remedy yeah. uh, is another one where I just pre-order their game based on what they've done. I know they're going to give me a quality product. Right. So. Except for EA. I, God, I hate I don't hate EA. I think EA gets too much hate, but nah, EA. Anyone who plays FIFA knows EA is just God. They're the worst. They're too big for their own good. I think, but they have the resources. They shouldn't have a problem. All right, so that biggest gripe with them, I guess. Anything else you want to say on Cyberpunk besides it looks fantastic? Uh. I think I like how the dialogue we were talking about it earlier. I like how the dialogue between you and your companion Jackie is like super cheesy. Yeah, but it just like kind of works because it's like, it's like they're doing movie. it deliberately. So yeah. it's just like I think it works like that. Yeah, and it does have the, it does have like an eighties vibe to it. Yeah, and like um, the atmosphere kind of. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be Blade Runnery, but it was more. Um, it wasn't Blade Runnery, but it had that like eighties yeah. punk rock. Yeah, absolutely. Type thing. So. I, I, I dug it. And I and just visually and graphically, it looked and phenomenal. Can we talk about fucking arm blades that you use to yeah, fucking go on the walls? That was, that was so that, great. That part of the demo or the gameplay release, I was not prepared for. Like, they said, like, yeah, okay, now we're going to show you some really, like, late game, late stuff. game stuff where you're going to really see what you can do. And it's just like, oh, you can hack and jam this gun and there's two people there and you're just going to kill the guy with their arm blades that you didn't yeah, hack and the other, and the guy other guy's shoot. not going to be able to do anything about yeah. it. So I yeah. thought that was cool. And they I, had bullets that ricochet and yeah, like, you can you curve your bullet, shoot people around corners. Yeah. And that was, bullets that track. The, the one thing, and you mentioned it when we were watching is the smart gun that they had that seemed a little bit OP, but if that's a super late game thing, that's just like kind of whatever. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be balanced. Um, like, CD Projekt Red is, is great, and right. they're probably going to have, like, a difficulty thing. Yeah, um, one thing I did want to talk about is the numbers popping off, off the people for damage. Mm-hmm. I know this is, like, something that happens a lot in RPGs. I personally don't like it. I think it breaks the immersion. They did say you can turn it off, you can change the transparency, you can change the color, yeah. you can change the size. So I'm probably going to turn it off because I don't like it, but... I'm I'm really glad that they gave you that option. A yeah. lot of like destiny. I, mean, like, I don't mind it personally, but you but you do bring up a fair point. Yeah. If you want it to be a completely immersive experience where you feel like you're actually the character, um, well, then, I guess yeah. they do have like the neural implants that could possibly show that, and they kind of work that into in game that way. Yeah, but like in real life, I'm, oh, I'm doing. 13 I just I don't like seeing it, so I'm glad I have the option to turn it off. And then certain games like Destiny, they don't give you the option. Which right, and now because I, like I never played the Witcher games, but this is something I wanted to bring up as well because I was like reading about Cyberpunk, how it's going to be I, most likely strictly first person. Yeah, how Witcher had they, third they person. Yeah, that was a big thing. People are like, it's an RPG. I'm customizing my character i want to be able to look at the character right but after seeing that gameplay i'm fine with the first person yeah i mean i yeah. i personally don't mind either because i feel you like see yeah, your character in cutscenes. so it's right not... and like my thing is if you want it to be an immersive experience you should want it from the perspective of the character yeah, i want exactly. to see it through literally their eyes that's why i want it to be first person um but i understand why people would want it to be in third person i didn't think it was a big deal but i, I guess think it's it just like because they had shown this behind closed doors and then they announced it was first person without any gameplay or any video or anything right. that's why people are like i want a third person rpg why are you making this strictly first person but now that we do have the footage 
I, I feel like people great. are coming around to that. So. Yeah. And I don't know. I liked, I liked it. And also having a companion with you. It, obviously, I don't think that they'd be with you the entire game. But, like, even having that option, yeah, I, I didn't mean. mind it. Just because then it's not like you're saying, like, oh, I have to go shoot, like, 75 people by myself. That doesn't seem very realistic. Yeah. So. All right. So the next topic I have listed on here, uh, I think... I feel like we're just going to talk about this because it's the big thing that happened this weekend. We just kind of have to, don't we? Yep. Do we really Which have to? We do. It's, it's <laughs> God the, damn it. uh, the Call of Duty Blackout beta was this weekend. Um, we both got into it because... We, so I think my friend had pre-ordered through my account on Best Buy, and then they gave him an extra code, and then another code popped up because we put in that code saying, like, here's a code to give to your friends. So neither of us are, like getting the game but we were able to get into the beta Mm -hmm. so we did test it out a bit um we didn't play a lot i probably only played like three or four games with some friends you only played like one or two i I ended up playing like three games there two of them i died like really early the third one i finished fifth and killed myself (laughs) yeah god he threw a a grenade at his own shield okay when you say it like that it just sounds like i'm incompetent (laughs) and or commit well i guess it was a level of you're trying to heal but yeah so like grenade is not the best way to do that clearly uh yeah not when you're trying to gain health no what happened was i got to the end i ended up having a few kills and there's only I mean, like, it does prevent them from killing you it does i mean no one else got dead, to kill me won't be shooting no one you. got to kill me so i ended that game without anyone else killing me that kill except cam, for myself though. that kill cam was hilarious <laughs> um but like what happened was i was like shooting this guy i killed him and then someone else started shooting at me so in a very Fortnite way i built a wall quote unquote by putting down a barricade <laughs> and i was spamming rb because i wasn't sure if i had put it down and then it started like coming up and, and then i and then i thought it for some reason, slot it went to my second equipped slot, and I meant to hit grenade. left bumper to take a bandage. In my panic, I hit right, yeah. threw a cluster grenade, and killed myself. Um, and that's not a, a hit on the game. That's user error. No, that is my – no, I'm not knocking <laughs> COD for putting the second equipped slot. If anything, I'm knocking COD just because it's COD. Um, but, no, that was 100% user error. That was completely on me. Um uh, so yeah. I, I do want to mention, I did run into a couple of bugs slash glitches. We, we both played on Xbox One. Um, I didn't have a problem with what you are about to bring up, though, at all. Really? Yeah, I didn't have any okay. issue with it at so all. So I, I was playing the first day, so they might have patched it or something. But So what I did, or maybe the servers. It, it could have been volume. I was playing yeah. on a Sunday. Yeah, that is true. Um, so when I started the game, it wouldn't let me get into any game at all. Like It wouldn't let me join my friends. It wouldn't let me get into a lobby. It said all my friends were offline. So I had to quit out of the game and then go back in and then finally let me join a lobby. And then uh, we got into a game and I think I went, I was playing and I got a headshot snipe. So I went to record the clip. Xbox record that. Uh, So the little Cortana popped up, said, okay, we're recording that, went away. And when I went back to the game, I couldn't move at all. Like my controller input would not register in the game. I had to literally close out of the game and then hard reset my Xbox just to be able to move in the game again. So it's and not, obviously when that happens, you get kicked from your game that you were in. Yeah. And all that stuff. So. And then I, also I did notice texture pop-ins. Um, it wasn't like super frequent, but you could. It was noticeable. So like I like right. looked at a tree and then the textures popped in. So it's not like I know it's just a beta, but I'm just saying bugs exist now. So hopefully they work on those and get those ironed out before the full game releases. I mean, yeah. I mean, my big thing with this is, and like I said earlier, I play Fortnite, but, and I know there's like a, there's a divide. People are like, PUBG's great and Fortnite sucks, or PUBG sucks and Fortnite's great. 
um, that's like kind of the two divisions of it and everything. And like my biggest thing with that is I, I even think and I don't really like PUBG that much to be fair. I think PUBG is better than this blackout. It's just like, I just, I just think it is. Um, and like, it's one of those things where like with what COD's doing and what they're, what they're doing with this game, they took the campaign out and multiplayer for COD is multiplayer for COD. It's run and gun, it's all that kind of stuff. So really, yeah. the newest thing they're offering is this blackout. Which, and from a consumer standpoint, I don't know why I would buy this game when I have two battle yeah, exactly. royales that are free, that are out well, there. Well, it's not free. Um, which PUBG was 30 bucks. Early access, if you got it in early access, yeah. or and Fortnite, that, yeah, PUBG's thirty. That bucks, unlocked yeah. the full game. I, I don't know if it's sixty now. If they did come out with the one. I mean, I still have version. like thirty bucks, which is yeah. like basic. So basic if you bought it in early access, game. you have it now. I'm not sure if they're charging sixty or not, but uh, yeah. So that was a thirty dollar game that just included the PUBG mode or the F- battle royale mode. Mm-hmm. This I mean, they the took out Fortnite, the campaign, yeah. which is arguably their biggest expense because right. for the campaign you need voice actors, you need mo- mocap. Um, you need the big budget action sequences. You need to actually hire writers to make a story. Um, you need to hire like, artists to make those to designs and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just that's just my biggest yeah, thing. So, with it. There's no reason for me to buy this game, especially if it's just straight up not going to be as good. As yeah, I'm sure they're going to get the people who buy COD every year to buy it. And yeah, I mean yeah, just like any game that has a following. Looking at the stats, the campaign was probably the least played of the the modes that they had of like multiplayer zombies and right. campaign. Uh, it was probably their biggest expense. They cut that expense out and then they put in this, which is essentially a different mode to their multiplayer to catch up. They're trying to catch up. Yeah. Their development, like... their, their, uh, actual budget for this is not going to be the same as the budget was for campaign. Oh God. No. They're saving money. Yet they're still charging sixty dollars for this game. That just doesn't feel right to me. Feel right, I understand, but, but that's just like, how games are. Games are sixty dollars. Yeah, but like, now we're seeing different pricing models. Fortnite's free. Right, but like full, that's because Epic's a great company. <laughs> like, well, no, they're making they're a making ton of a money lot of money from just people on the microtransactions. Battle people passes buying the exactly because and it's not it, fun to be a no skin running around. And, but and like, is Activision not going to do microtransactions oh, in this sure. game? Of course not. They're going to do them. Like, yeah, like they're, they're going to sell you yeah. DLC. That I'm sure they're. Right, but they're going to sit there pass. like. Well, they're sitting there from their perspective to look at it from them as a business model. They're like, obviously, people are going to buy this game. It's Call of Duty. People are yeah. going to buy. It. So why not just leave it at sixty dollars? Because kids are going to beg their parents to get it. The COD following is just going to get it anyway. So there's no point in reducing money on the game. Yeah. Yeah, morally or something from our perspective is going to feel wrong because they're taking something out that costs them a lot of money and they're putting something in that won't and they're still charging the same price. But from their perspective, like I want to make money. Yeah, so. and I, I'm just saying, no way is this going to be a Fortnite killer. Fortnite is free. Fortnite has a loyal following. They are constantly updating Fortnite. Mm. I don't think a $60 Battle Royale... Right. Well, it's, it's I mean, not just I mean Epic Royale. knows what they're doing. They wouldn't release a game that they didn't foresee having longevity or that they weren't prepared yeah, I don't know if to was, do that. I don't know if, Fort, or if Epic knew... Fortnite turned that, into what it did. I don't but, think I don't think anyone could have predicted that, but they're not going to put out a game and be like, we're not going to support it if it has a fault. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's just like, and it's I'm like not saying Call of Duty is not going to do well. I'm just thinking all those people who think this might be the Fortnite killer. It's not. It's not going to. It be. is not going to be. Yeah. There's absolutely no way. But for what it is, I guess to look at it in more positive things, um, the shooting is still solid. Yeah, it's Call of Duty. That's Call of Duty shooter. So yeah. they're the they're the ones who mastered shooting first. Essentially, they got it. They killed it. Um, 
I do like the perk out. system that they have as well. I wrote so. down that I think it is interesting. It does offer yeah. something different and a bit of an advantage. For the for those of you who don't know, the perk system actually works like um, like a consumable. A, you find, or a, yeah, it's a physical uh, yeah. pickup that you find, you pick up, you use, and then for a short amount of time, you have that perk. Yeah. So it's not like you're going into this, and the more people you kill, the stronger you're getting. It's literally like everyone's on the same field, mm-hmm. so you can get a perk even if you don't have any kills. Yeah, and I think they're fairly rare too, because I think in the three games I played, I yeah, I think they have the one. different tiers of them. Yeah, I know like iron lungs and all that was pretty. Yeah. I like Pretty paranoia. Paranoia's, paranoia is nice where you get aimed on the sides. It like beeps or makes a noise or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, personally, I just don't play the first or the battle royales that I do have. I have PUBG and Fortnite right now, mm-hmm. and I don't remember the last time I played either of them. So. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I don't. I probably won't be playing Fortnite. I'll probably like get off of it yeah. for a while. Like with FIFA coming out. Tomb Raider just came out. Assassin's Creed comes out in October. You know what else um, comes out October? Red Dead Redemption Red 2. Red Dead Redemption 2 does come so, out in October. So Call of Duty is... also comes out October. October's already packed. I don't I don't see myself getting Call of Duty, but Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to get it. Just, just as far as just like shooters are concerned, like I kind of fell out of I never really got super into Call of Duty anyway, but I never I'm I'm not a big fan of just like ironically because I love Titanfall. That's because the Titans offer something different, but just like the run and gun style of yeah. Call of Duty. But it's like one of those things where, like in Titanfall, there's other things that happen that can help you escape. In Call of Duty, if you get seen first, you're dying. Yeah, there's there's no two ways about it. You can be the better player, the better shooter. If you get seen first, you're dying. Yeah, up. like 99 percent of the time. Yeah. Should we tell everybody what happened? All right, there's a, a moment of technical delay where I might have had to go pick someone up, but then I didn't, so we're fine. <laughs> I just think it's incredibly unprofessional to have your phone on. When... Well, for if it was a family emergency, you know, if Edward Norton had died, <laughs> I would have known about it. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm 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 texting my my mother right now, and it's not a family emergency, but I like my phone's on silent. No one knew about it, so I told him. So, <laughs> all right, I'm just a very just professional. Someone, to be looking at your phone. In the I'm just someone who loves my mom. So yeah. So how do you feel? <laughs> you say so, I don't love my mom. I mean, clearly, I mean, you're just, you're just dogging me for loving mine, so naturally I would assume that you don't love yours. All right, so um, I think that was everything we wanted to talk about for Call of Duty. Well, I, okay, so to kind of sum up everything, um, if you're a Call of Duty fan, you're going to like Call of, Duty Black, yeah. or Call of Duty Black Ops 4 or whatever it is. Yeah. It is just more Call of Duty with a Battle Royale mode. If you wondered how the shooting is, it's the same. Will you enjoy this Blackout? mode if you enjoy battle royales yeah i mean i just what, what just kind of surprises me about cod and like everybody who works on it and everything it's just like you can say with much certainty that call of duty completely changed shooters or like just like from like four like modern warfare and everything and now it's weird having them be in a situation where they're behind yeah, I mean... And that's not so much just like, hey, don't buy this game because they're behind. If you like the game, get it. But it's just weird for me seeing that Call of Duty is typically the one that's, like, getting I don't after think... it. So they, they have never been... So, yeah, they started kind of, like, the whole surge of first-person multiplayer online shooters. Um, you know, they started with Call of Duty 4 was, like, the big one that just blew up. Everybody was playing. Uh, and then they kept going with that. And then they just did it every year and did it. But... I don't think since then that they've really, you know, innovated on that formula. Because think about it, if it was it was Halo and Titanfall, which added the jetpacks, the yeah. the abilities, the armor abilities, the the jumping right. and the, but the like, futuristic even, weapons. But I mean, obviously Halo did, but Titanfall didn't explode. 
the way well, the people Titanfall were expecting. was so popular, and yeah, because like, the gameplay of Titanfall was so smooth with the wall running, the double yeah. jumping. Um, obviously, t- Call of Duty didn't get the Titans dropping, but that's not something that they innovated on. They just saw it was popular. They added it to their game. Right. Similar to kind of Overwatch with their hero shooter. Right. Well, I, I guess Overwatch didn't even make the hero shooter genre, but the whole hero shooter thing where every person has a specific ability and you're choosing from these people, mm. you're not customizing a person and picking their abilities. Right. You're just playing the people. That's something. The champions. Like, yeah. It's like, like a League of Legends thing. League of Legends. And then you saw Siege do it, Rainbow yeah. Six Siege, and you saw Overwatch come out, and then Call of Duty was Black Ops 3 that yeah. added that. And now they're. they're I mean, Overwatch is almost just like a. Black Ops um, 4. Overwatch is almost just like a shoot first person shooter version of League. Like yeah. lanes, not necessarily junglers, but you And like, Blizzard was working on Overwatch for like, what, 10 years? I think they completely yeah. scrapped that project and restarted it. So. Right. So, okay. But moving on from that. Yeah, so next? the next thing we want to talk about is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Finally out. We both have played it. A little uh, bit. I wouldn't say much. extensively. Yeah, I've played like two and a half, maybe three yeah. hours of it. Not enough to formulate like an overarching opinion on it, but like first impressions we can at least do. Yeah, definitely. And... Another thing, this this podcast isn't going to be reviewing games. We're not going to be assigning scores. Right. Typically, well, we might assign scores here and there, but we're not going to do like... It's like our opinion on the game. It's like... Yeah, we're not going to do official reviews. We might just use scores to see how we think of a game overall, but mostly it's just going to be us talking about it, Mm -hmm. what we like, what we don't like, not... Like a official review. Here is the Untitled Gaming Podcast right. review of Shadow. Of the we're Tomb not good enough yet. That and it, we're lazy. That takes a lot of time. Yeah, so. and we're not getting paid for it. So it's like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, we're we're probably slow to play these games because we don't have a lot of time. We have jobs and yeah. other stuff. Gaming is a major hobby, but I also don't want to rush through this game just to right. try and get a review up. I can't rush through this game because of the traps. <laughs> yeah, I saw him playing, and he's going around every corner so slow. There are traps, and I've only legit seen like three traps, and they're in very obvious places. And I know if I don't pay attention, there is going to be a trap that I don't see, which will kill me. Yeah, and I mean, if you have the, a faster reaction time, if you hit a trap, you have a second to press a button. No, I understand that, but I want to be like the ultimate Tomb Raider, never even trip a trap. Oh my god! Like, you so know you're gonna go. So slow in this game. Hey, why not? If it stops me from dying. All right. I will say it. I'm playing on PC. You're playing on Xbox, Xbox One. One. Uh, it looks phenomenal. It does like, look great. Really does. The lighting, the 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 jungle atmosphere, the textures. The vegetation, yeah. It looks great. The character models. Yeah. Uh, there is a couple of things we've noticed, like the hair does clip through the body at some points. Mm-hmm. I that's been nitpicking. I mean, it's yeah. just like the hair physics. I guess is what yeah. you call it. it doesn't look great. Um, for Lara. Yeah, um, but overall, it looks great. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean that that comment, like talking about the hair, so that's just me being nitpicky. Yeah, that's just because I want everything to be sweet. Yeah. So and so, I was never big into Tomb Raider when it was originally out because it was more of like a PlayStation game, and I didn't own a PS2 till like the PS3 almost came out. Uh, so I I didn't really get into Tomb Raider too much back then. Uh, I got into Tomb Raider in 2013 when they did this reboot. That 2013 game, when I first got into it, I'm like, ah, I guess I played Uncharted. Let's play on Tomb Raider because it seems like it's in the same vein. Yeah. It's an interesting point because Uncharted was inspired by the original Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. and then Uncharted did its thing, and then the Tomb Raider reboot is it's inspired by, by Uncharted. Uncharted yeah. Right? yeah, I was, I was going to say that. So it's kind of like a cycle. the same thing, yeah. yeah. What I don't like about games like 
like that, like Uncharted and like Tomb Raider. Just, it, I understand you're kind of like playing a story, and yeah. that's kind of the important thing. But just like the obvious, like okay, music started, that means shit's happening. Music it's, stopped. It's, it's a very cinematic it's game. Not so. that, that is very true. Yeah, yeah. and that not necessarily not because that is the style of the game. So I shouldn't really expect anything else. Yeah. You're pretty much it's going not, from set piece to set piece. Yeah, like, kind of like a movie. Yeah, it's not immersive. I guess would be the thing. Like you're not really like you're on the outside playing the story. Yeah, yeah, you you're don't feel definitely like you're aware. Doing you yeah. don't. You're not really feeling like Lara, but right. you are. You're seeing her journey. Though. Now, be, now that being said, like in certain like, as far as like what I played so far in like the previous Tomb Raider, there are certain instances where you do feel like Laura because you feel like the sense of urgency. And you're just oh like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh god, I can't die here. We need to get moving. Or like me, <laughs> they tell you to hurry, but you know there's traps on the floor, so you need to go really slow, even though there's something chasing behind you or whatever. Yeah. So. I do like. Throwing pens at me? What the hell? I, you dislike that opinion so much, you decided to chuck objects at me. Shut your mouth. No. So fucking rude. See what to put up with. I do like the gameplay overall. I like the hiding. You feel like Predator as you're in like yeah, that the was fucking sweet. vines waiting to attack yeah. people from the stealth. Like the mud physics is great. Like mm. if she falls in mud, she gets the mud on no, her. Yeah. If she goes in the water, the mud kind of gets you would You off. would like that kind of stuff, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy mud. What can I say? Oh, my God. God. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so overall, like, the gameplay sound, I do like kind of like the light RPG mechanics here. You're getting salvage. You're increasing yeah. your – you're using that salvage to increase your stats for your weapons, yeah. develop new parts Crafting. for the weapons. Yeah. Uh, make more arrows. There's hunting. It's kind of like – I like the quick craft. I don't remember if that was a part of the previous Tomb Raider. Yeah, it was. Like, you could yeah. – if you're out of arrows, you just do it like in the quick middle craft, yeah. and stuff. I feel like I should remember um, that, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, the major upgrades, you, it takes place at the actual campfires or whatever. But right. Yeah, um, all that, it's it feels like more Tomb Raider, but it does have a darker tone, I think, than the other games. Mm-hmm. Uh, both, like, in the actual lighting, it is a much, much it, darker game. It is a game. darker game, literally. And tone-wise. Yeah, like, attitude-wise, it is yeah. definitely. I mean, from what we've played so far, and we don't want to, like spoil anything for the three people that are going to be listening to this because we're, you're going to listen to it twice. <laughs> I'm going to maybe listen to it once. So that's three people listening to it. I like know I'll hands. send it to family. That I'm not sending it to anyone. Nobody's going to want to watch this. Oh you're, listen, you're listening to this rather. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, it, it seems like what's going to happen is typically Laura's trying to prevent whatever's happening. And in this case, you actually Well, I mean, we can say it was in the trailer. The Mayan so, apocalypse is kind of what this one's dealing with. Right. But this is kind of like one of those things where, as far as we've seen so far, Lara has essentially set it in motion. Yeah. Um, with her actions, which is something that's completely different than what you would typically see from her. She's trying to be more exactly. preventative, but she had a moment of weakness, which I think is great. Like that's one yeah, of those you, things where you want it. Like there's the something character's believable. Right. Exactly. Like, especially for someone who is like a tomb raider, they want the prize as well, just as much as yeah, anyone else and it, does. It's kind of nice seeing the evolution of her, character from the first game mm-hmm. or the first game as in the reboot in 2013 to rise of the tomb raider to this game so overall yeah i like it a lot so even the title is darker shadow <laughs> shadow <laughs> the whole thing is dark um yeah but yeah i think it was great um the stories tsunami, engaging i'm interested in the story the so tsunami far. part i died a lot you yeah. watched me do that <laughs> and that i mean it is it's a team tomb raider reboot game so a lot Deaths of the death are scenes are super gruesome super like laura will die in pretty creative way i got impaled by a spike the same spike Multiple at times. four different locations how i got to the exact same spike well they don't expect me. you to die that many times in that sequence so they only made one death animation two of them were not my fault 
I think that would be I, one of them I hit A to jump and she just walked straight off the fucking cliff <laughs> I don't think you hit A I think you walked off <laughs> no <cliff>. like <laughs> I think you and Laura was suicidal at that point that's not my, but I can't help her then <laughs> like <laughs> I can't play someone who's suicidal if she wants to go kill herself I can't no do jokes to people suicidal no seriously look up the suicidal hotline production yeah. number yeah seriously 1-800 live now i don't know are you fucking no now we actually need to go and find it my fucking god they made a whole logic song on it are you pissing me off and and no seriously now now that we've hit a darker point of the show if you do need help with anything i i urge you to go talk to somebody you're not alone go watch uh, hbo's sharp objects they have the number at the end of an episode anyway yeah they do all right it's 1-800-273-8255 for those of you who need it yes because if you're watching this podcast you are most likely suicidal i've i want to kill myself (laughs) how did we start talking and and now that we wanted to stop we said we didn't want to joke about it now i'm joking about it so we're really just terrible people who are gonna that's what comedy is you joke about stuff that's on the edge people would have to think we're funny i don't think you're funny i think i'm hilarious you think you're hilarious that's i'm hilarious enough for both of us all right what are you saying i'm a funny person you're funny looking. <laughs> I look better than you. Okay, this this has gone completely the wrong way. I'm going to take control of what the hell is happening to this. Um, I think as far as uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I think that's basically, there's not really, haven't played enough to really um, form any other opinions other than a first impression. So the last thing we need to talk about is the Nintendo Direct. Yes, they did have a Nintendo Direct uh, Thursday last week. So let's just go through some of the things I want to talk about. I think the major thing, so... Let's to preface this. I didn't care about much that they talked about in this Nintendo Direct. I didn't even realize Nintendo Direct that. So <laughs> of course, that someone makes... was very prepared for this podcast. But so we're not going to go super in depth of all the things that they announced or whatever. It's just a couple things I want to talk to you guys about regarding Nintendo's general direction right now. So one of the major things about this uh, Nintendo Direct was the online service that is coming out next week i believe fact check that Um, (laughs) when the online service is coming out for nintendo switch anyway so (laughs) the uh the service is going to be twenty dollars a year which much cheaper than both xbox and ps4 i think xbox is sixty dollars a month and ps4 is fifty dollars or not a month i'm sorry a year and uh ps4 Uh, launches september 18th which is tomorrow maybe it is two days from now it'll be tuesdays okay yeah so it's coming out very soon it's 20 bucks per year which is much less than the competitors right now but some of you may think oh yeah that's great i think you're gonna get what you pay for don't expect the level of um features and everything that your competitors both microsoft and sony have uh first of all there is no real voice chat through the nintendo switch itself i think a couple games do do it. Um, Fortnite does it, but that's just a port of the PC, so they had it built in, and they just kind of ported it to the Switch, so therefore it still has it. No other games that I know of let you just do voice chat directly plugging in a mic into the headphone jack of the right. Switch. For every other game, that headphone jack is just for headphones. It's not for microphones. Mm-hmm. So You could always just hop on Discord yeah, or Skype. You, or their solution is their app that's going to come out with it, which you need to have on your phone or a smart device to be able to voice chat mm-hmm. and maybe even matchmake. I'm not 100% sure about that. Is that essentially that. their Discord, basically? Yeah, it's like their version of like voice chat or party mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. So, you know, not a great solution, but I don't know. They haven't really 
said too much about it. I think most people are just going to use Skype, Discord. Right. We have been just going into our Xbox, Xbox app, app. Yeah, and enough, yeah. creating a, a party yeah. through that. Uh, I know some people have said that they're doing the same thing except with their Sony app, joining a party. Mm-hmm. Which, if that works for you, keep doing that. Uh, another thing you're going to get when you subscribe to this service is the ability to play online, which has been free since the inception of the Switch. So right. It's, it's kind of weird asking somebody to pay for this when it was free. It was free like a week ago. So Does that mean those, we're not going to be able to play online anymore? I think Fortnite, because it is a free-to-play game, is going to still allow you to play for free without subscribing to this. Other games like Splatoon 2, the Pokemon game that's coming out, um, and other online games from Nintendo itself, you're going to need this app so now or your to service to subscribe to this service to be able to play. Yeah. Right, so now I have to subscribe to the service. I feel like all the kids that do play Splatoon 2, I'm not saying Splatoon 2 is strictly for kids. but No, no, that's, are, what that's exactly what he's saying. Only children <laughs> play Splatoon. You, no. must be, you are a child if you play Splatoon. These we, are his exact words. We have a 26-year-old friend who plays Splatoon. Um, and either way, we would say he's a child. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is very much like a child. But So um, all those kids who aren't like in the loop, mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to have to pay for this next week. They're going to log in next week. And it's going to ask them to pay, and they're going to be like, what? Mom, I need $20. And the mom's going to be like, "What? why? Right. Like, you were just playing this. Why do you need $20 now? Oh, they changed it, Mom. Yeah, I don't think that's been communicated well, and I think that might be an issue for them, but mm-hmm. you never know. So, yeah, the ability to play online, the app for voice chat, another, another thing you get if you pay for this service is cloud saves. Um, again, which... Microsoft just gives you, even if you're not part of Xbox Live. I think Sony, you have to have their online service for cloud saves as well. But the difference between Switch and the other consoles here, uh, you can move your saves onto an external hard drive on whatever and back them up yourself without subscribing to their cloud service. For Switch, you cannot. If The only way you can back this up is when they release this service and you back it up, back it up to the cloud. Other than that, if your switch breaks, you lose all you your lose progress. All. Yeah. yeah, which sucks. That's something they need to figure out. I or you lose your switch. Or yeah, I have like 15 hours into Octopath. I don't want to lose that just because something happens to my switch. Time wasted, essentially. Yeah. So I don't have time to restart that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I do think that. It just sucks that that's just something that you have to pay for. Like you would think that. Yeah. That'd be I mean, something. I understand that could just be the cloud saves. Yeah, other services such as Sony do make you pay for that. Just let us move our saves manually. You have right. an SD card in there. Right, exactly. Let me move the saves to the SD card. Mm-hmm. Back them up on a PC. You can connect it to a PC and do that. Right. But the that's big just one. Nintendo being Nintendo. The big the big um, feature. Those, those NES controllers, man. Nope. Before we talk <laughs> about that, one more thing on cloud saves. Uh also, not every game is going to support it, so yeah, I did even if you do too. subscribe to this service, I think Splatoon 2 and the Pokemon game that's coming out aren't going to support it that they said. Those really, Splatoon is just a shit game, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think their reasoning was they don't want you to cheat. No, so. I know. I'm not dogging Splatoon. Just, you know. Yeah, like they're saying. No, you know I am. Splatoon is crap. Okay. Hard stance <laughs> over here. Absolute trash. Okay. <laughs> But, All right, moving uh, on. I'm sorry. <laughs> they don't want you to cheat, they said, because you could theoretically upload a save to the cloud, lose a match, go down a rank, 
but then re- reload the cloud. save in the cloud and you're back up a rank. I'm not sure why that's a problem for Nintendo when it's not a problem for any of the other companies doing this. Who like, cares enough about a Nintendo game that they'd be doing that anyway? People, man. I mean, I guess so. So uh, another feature you're going to get is... Oh, you're going to get Nintendo NES games. So when you I subscribe the, to this feature yeah. and you first get it, you are going to get 20 games, 20 NES games. Not I have SNES, all the games here. No, anything else. Yeah, yeah, we'll list them off in a second here. 20 games um, to start off with, and then you're going to get three games a month for the rest of the year. So I think 29 games by the end of the year. They're yeah. all NES games, though. So, and so Zach's it's your old school, the yeah. list. So, so the 20 games that they're going to be launching, um, it's going to be just this. is going to be soccer, uh, Super no Mario. No cares about that. Okay. Rude. I mean, it's the first no, one. Yeah, it's the first soccer game. Why would anybody want to go play that? I mean, hey, from they're NES. launching it. I mean, it, I mean, they're launching it. I mean, it's just yeah. like, this is what they're bringing. I'm, I mean, if I were them, I wouldn't. There's some odd choices be. in here. There, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to preface I don't agree with this list. I mean, a lot of them I don't care. I also would not play the soccer exactly. game. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, so it's going to be soccer, Super Mario Bros. That uh, I understand. Legend of Zelda, okay. Ghosts and Goblins, Excite Bike, Tennis, another bizarre one, um, Balloon Fight, Super Mario Bros. 3, uh, Tecmo Bowl, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, Ice Climber, Double Dragon, Gradius, Ice Hockey, Mario Bros, not Super Mario, like Super Mario Bros and Mario Bros, uh, Dr. Mario, River City Ransom, Pro Wrestling, and Baseball. Um, the sports ones. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know why they included that. I don't know why you, any. I wouldn't play any of those. It just seems um, like, hey, we got these 12 games we're going to put on, and then they're like, we need more. Right, Let's just, just get throw them on there, right. There. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. But, yeah, those are the 20 titles that they're launching, so – uh, some of them are great. Like I would love to go back and play like Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Bros. Uh, so Super my Mario reaction Mystery, to this stuff, is, so. what the fuck are you doing, Nintendo? Get a virtual console. Give me N64, GameCube, yeah. SNES. Give me them Give all. me these games to play. Especially, on especially Super Mario Strikers. I will buy them again. Like you can charge me up to ten bucks for some of these games. And especially I will pay Super it. Mario Strikers. I would, I would, I would pay. I'm sure you would. I would not. But I would pay ten bucks for Smash 64. Yeah, I would pay absolutely. ten bucks for Ocarina of Time. I would pay ten bucks for Majora's Mask, Paper Mario. The list you, goes on. I do like Paper Mario. They're just Paper they're, they're printing money. Like These games can run on guy. the Switch. We know they can. Yeah, they can I mean, run on the Shield. They can run on the Switch. Right. So, put these games out, Nintendo. Do you not like money? I don't understand what's going on here. I mean, I, I understand you're trying to sell, you know, the SNES Classic and the NES Mini and all this shit to try and get us to buy hardware games, um, which those are collector's items. I personally haven't bought them because I have an emulator that has every game like that. Right. However, the ability to take them on the go is what I will be paying for. Right, exactly. Like so, to be, The ability to be mobile with them is what's great. Exactly. Especially games yeah. like that you were never able to. I mean, that's just inherent. You were never able to take them on the go. Well, I mean, they did launch some of these on 3DS, which you could do. True, yeah. But for the most part. That's another point. You have a remake of it on 3DS. Yeah, 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 that is another point. It's it's already there. Right, exactly. If if the 3DS could run it, why couldn't the Switch run it? Right click, save as, dot Switch. Do it. (laughs) Yeah. It's that simple. That's all it takes. (laughs) I really doubt it's that simple. Of course it's not. I mean, just if it all it takes is a right click and a dot, (laughs) dot whatever the hell. Just gotta rename the file dot switch instead of the dot 3ds. Yeah, you know, you got it. You got it. Um, but yeah, so those are the 20 games that are launching. That also comes with the what the two controllers. 
So that's that's another thing that they advertise. So they're going to do, if you're subscribed to the service, they're going to give you special offers. The first of that being they're coming out with two NES controllers. Well, they're coming out with NES controllers. Uh, they come in a pair of two for $60. They got the little same thing. The Joy-Cons have that rail that connects to the Switch, mm-hmm. which you use to charge them. They are wireless. They're Bluetooth. Um, you're going to use these to play the NES games. I'm assuming the Joy-Cons will work as well. Yeah, the they, yeah, they're going to work as well. Yeah, yeah That's not just, just something where like you need the NES controllers yeah, to play these games. This is just something games. extra if you want to do it. Um, if you want to feel thing, that nostalgia of playing an NES game yeah. on an NES controller, that would be for you. The odd thing about this is these are only available if you are subscribed to their service and you can only order one unit, so like one pair of two controllers for $60 per account. Yeah. So that just does not make sense to me. So bizarre. like You're limiting hardware to, to a, software. a software subscription service? Right. That doesn't make sense. I mean, if it makes them feel any better, I'm not going to get them. Well, I think what's going to happen is people are going to subscribe to this service. Even if they don't want the controllers, they're going to get them just to sell them on eBay. You're probably going to see these go for like 100 bucks when they bought them for 60 Potentially. These are going to be scalpers because Nintendo does this a lot where they limit their supply for no reason and – scalpers Shit, buy I might buy him now <laughs> i might buy him to sell him now are you going to subscribe to the service though i mean if i want to play games online i guess like yeah i'm and personally have to, don't i don't it's just like personally me i'm not going to subscribe right away i might have to subscribe when smash comes out back in yeah. like december so yeah i mean i'll probably wait for games that like i would want to play online yeah. to do that because i mean i have mario tennis right now I have Mario Tennis as well. But, but I haven't played it in forever. Yeah. I haven't played it in like a month. We played um, the crap out of it for like that first week. and then Kicked his ass like every time. Yeah, because you're cheating using that one guy. Using that one guy. I changed like th- – I love Spike. Spike is great. Oh but Spike I did beat cheap. you. Spike is not cheap. Uh, but I did play you with other characters and beat you. I played you with Luigi. Waluigi best. Wa- it's Waluigi. <laughs> I swear to God. He just pronounces it Waluigi. To fuck with you. To piss me off. I know, but it's just and it works, and that's why it's frustrating. Exactly. It's like, it's like um, it's, my my favorite part about Mario Tennis: getting a score on you and then just running in a circle for that ten. So like he runs with he so he'll run around in a circle with Waluigi, and Waluigi and will put his hands, hands up, up, so he's just like running yeah. around in a circle. So the reason good. it's really exciting for him is because he never really scores on me ever. So oh it's just yeah, like, sure. I score. We went. What eighteen rounds? One game. Point, point. One game we did. That was like the longest. The only game that matters. Well, I, technically, it was a match. It was a game within the match. That now we're getting real technical with our tennis terms. But um, it was one game within the match where we had like an eighteen point back and forth. Yeah. Not rally. Like like legit, we were each yeah. scoring eighteen points like back and forth. And it's that crazy. was frustrating seeing him that happy that many times for a game that he was inevitably <laughs> going to lose anyway. Um, it didn't really – it just irks me. Like, I hate when he's happy. It's just like one of those things. So, um, but yeah, I mean, okay because like, I kick his ass in every other game. So. That's not true. I'm better than you in Titanfall. No, we, you're not. We, yes, We I play am. on the same team and you kill the people, the Titans I'm killing. He jumps in and takes the kill. It just sounds like you can't finish. It sounds like you're, <laughs> you kill Steel because you can't kill your own No, I, I, I fairly you often follow your teammates around and I wait for the opportunity. I do not. I'll go kill Whatever. Reapers. I'll go kill Grunts. I'll get exactly. You're killing Grunts instead Why of not? Players. It boosts your ability to get your Titan faster. Why wouldn't yeah, you do that? Uh, just in real war, you would not survive. Anyway. <laughs> well, well, that That is true because I would never go to real war. That's just nonsense. Any conflict can be discussed intelligently. You don't need to go to war for this. about that. I declare war on you for that statement. That's fine. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm going to invade Poland. 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> sure, fantastic. People have tried. Better people have failed. Like much more competent people have failed. So, <laughs> anyway, that was Mario Tennis. For some reason, we got off on that. Yeah, how the hell did we get? Oh, we were talking about the online stuff. Um, but yeah, like when when Smash comes out and when Mario Party comes out, I'll probably get the online stuff. To be fair, Mario Party is something I like. To well, hopefully, anyway, hopefully they can clean up the matchmaking on this when the service actually does come out. Because as of right now, I cannot challenge you online in Mario Tennis. Like yeah. You have to be in the same room, mm-hmm. like physical same location to right. play against each other. If I'm at my house, you're at your house on your, our own Wi-Fis, I cannot challenge you. Yeah, you have to be on like the I same network match, or something. matchmake with random people. Yeah, yeah, which is super annoying. Hopefully I mean, this service... I mean, you could always that. try thousands of times and hope by chance we get into the same game. It's yeah, just the like... odds of that, though. But yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just like, yeah, I'm probably not going to get it right away. And when I do get it, I won't be happy about it. Yeah, so that <laughs> that's the basic online service. Um, my thoughts are it's a little lackluster right now, but you get what you pay for. 20 bucks a year is not too much. Uh, I'm personally not excited about it, but, you know, if I have to get it for Smash, I'll probably get it. Um, a couple of the other announcements we're just going to go through on the Nintendo Direct here. They did announce a new Animal Crossing for Switch. I have never really been an Animal Crossing fan. Not that important. Yeah, I haven't really played it either. But I understand a lot of people are excited. Same with uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. People have been asking for that for a while. Um, was it the original Luigi's Mansion was on GameCube? I think the sequel might have been on 3DS. Potentially, yeah. I think I and, think that's right. I mean, fact-checking. Fact yeah, checking. and I think Luigi's Mansion 3 is going to be on Switch. So you had to have all those ca- consoles to... Complete that trilogy. Complete the trilogy. I mean, they're really getting. You're getting your bang for your buck there. Yeah. So, that's another game that was announced. Not something I'm interested in again. But what are you gonna do? And then uh, new Super Mario Bros. Wii U, which is, or no, it's just new Super Mario Bros. U, which is the port of the Wii U version of new yeah, Super Mario Bros. Luigi's Mansion 2 was 3DS. 3DS. Yeah. So. All right. That was also announced. Uh, I've never really been a fan of this new Super Mario Bros. Wii U art style, so it's not something I'm excited for, not something I'm gonna play. But if you're looking for some like couch co-op for the Switch, this is an option. It's a Mario game, you like it, get it. I'm 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 actually fine with them porting Wii U games to the Switch. They're just not porting the right ones, in yeah. my opinion. So I've been thinking about it. Back to the invasion of Poland thing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I bet. I, knit, I corrected myself and said more competent people have tried, but I did say better people. Hitler is not a good person. <laughs> I, I just wanted to really go back. I was thinking about it. I'm like, that did not come out right. And I just wanted I just wanted to make it on the record. He's a terrible fucking person. So, Whatever, man. You think Hitler's a great man. I so. don't agree with that sentiment at all. I don't know why I said it that way. I didn't like, even catch that. but I mean, I just like thought about it. I'm like, that just didn't sound right. And that's what I was thinking about. Like that whole last soliloquy you had, I completely tuned you out. Because I'm just like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm like, who all has tried to invade Poland, Hitler? Like, so uh, that might be something that needs to be taken out in editing, but just wanted to be on the record that no, he's not that a good in. person. I'll probably take out this explanation of it. So people think you think Hitler's I would that. really, really <laughs> want you to not take out the explanation of this if you're going to leave the other part in there. All right. Anyway, uh, another thing that they announced was uh, Yoshi's Crafted World, which is a sequel to Yoshi's Woolly World, which was on the Wii U. Um Again, I've never really been a Yoshi fan, so not really a major announcement for me. Uh, from you what don't I like Yoshi? I mean, I'm, I don't think he's good enough to get his own game. Yoshi's great, man. What are you talking about? 
I I don't think I've ever once played a, a Yoshi game fully through. Have you? Really? Have you? I don't think so. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yoshi had his own games. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, I mean, like, like, who did you pick in Mario Kart? Yeah, I mean, Yoshi. No, I didn't pick Yoshi. I picked Toad because he's the smallest and therefore the fastest. Well, Yoshi's at the same speed, I think. I don't know about that. Yoshi's better than Toad. I mean, if they had well, Luigi, I would have picked him, but well, Luigi wasn't. Not in the original Mario Kart. Oh uh, no, I'm talking like even any Mario Kart. Like, I don't remember. Like, I guess I did play Mario Kart Eight Deluxe a little bit, but it's not a game I own, so yeah. I'm not really a racing game guy. But what do you I, do? I like racing. It, it depends on the racing game. To be fair, Crash Team Racing. Back to the Crash Bandicoot stuff. Crash Team Racing was great. But anyway, tangent. Back to what yeah, you were saying. So Yoshi's Crafted World. You're excited about that? Cool. I'm not. Uh, a game absent from this direct, which I think should have been there, is Metroid Prime Four. You're not the only one who shares that sentiment. A lot of people are talking about announced, how they, this is a huge missed opportunity yeah, for them. Announced E3 2017. Absent E3 2018. Uh, they didn't mention it in this direct. It's supposed to come out next year. Come on, come on, Nintendo, give us Metroid yeah, Prime I mean, Four news. Also, I understand Metroid is not, like, a franchise that sells a lot, but, you know, it is one that's critically acclaimed for. People want it. There hasn't been a new Metroid game on a major console in a while. Uh, why don't you re-release Metroid Prime 1 through 3 on Switch? Get some new fans. Get that player base going that wants to buy Metroid Prime 4. I think that would have been a no-brainer. No-brainer. You're pointing or you're uh, releasing ports from the Wii U release other ports from other systems that people want to play. Come on. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, basically everything you just said. It's just really... really also, just where out. is a new Paper Mario? Give me a new Paper Mario. And I'm not talking about some sticker star I'm actually, combat. I'm actually on the wiki right now for Paper Mario. Yeah, Paper and Mario 64. And then we had Thousand Year Door and GameCube. Yeah, Super and Paper Mario. Super Paper Mario I didn't actually play because that was Wii. And then Sticker Star was on the DS. And then they just had one on the Wii U, which was... It was Color Splash. Color Splash. Yeah. Give me... You know what my ideal Paper Mario series game would be? A Paper Luigi game that you play as Luigi because he, he had that whole monologue of his adventure right. as you're playing Thousand Year Door. And then he, that could just be his adventure yeah, that, that was happening game. in Thousand Year Door. Uh, yeah. But give us in the same combat style, the same gameplay as it was Thousand Year Door and uh, the yeah. original Paper Mario. I remember growing up, I never played Paper Mario. Um, it wasn't actually until like two years ago. It's so great. That I actually played it. And that was because I, Parth told me to. Yeah, my cousin. And, yeah, Pat's cousin told me to, and he was like, "You have to play it." I'm like, "I don't have it. I don't know how to get it." And I was just, just played it, emulated on the computer, and it was loads of fun. And that game I is loved it. beautiful, running at 60 frames per second. Yeah, it was Hard great. Time. It, it was it was like it was lighthearted. It was goofy. It was yeah. loads of fun. I love the characters that came. The writing along. is great. That yeah. game is so funny too. Yeah, it was it was it was so well written exactly for just such a, a game that didn't really initially catch my eye ever mm -hmm. um and I, if someone would have told me it's like paper mario I was like, okay it's just like a mario game in paper form. it has so much more to offer exactly than your typical mario game i loved every second of it and not um, only like the writing but the sight gags were great mario falling and it, yeah. he's just going like yeah. a piece of paper falls in the <laughs> yeah way. i mean everything about it was great it was really well written well written wow um <laughs> 
But yeah, it was just it was the story was great. Yeah, yeah, I I genuinely liked the characters. Parts you're along. playing as Peach. Yeah, great. and the characters that you brought, like your little companions that came up along as part of your trip, those were great. And you didn't have to use just one; they were they were situational, so it wasn't like any one character was never used. Yeah, exactly. which is great. I mean, you have your typical like, hey, you just got this character. We're gonna do like a quick a thing boss on, fight with this character. A boss fight with this character like, that you learn how to use yeah. it. But like, they would you would continue to go into matches and fights and stuff like that, and you're like, yeah, I need to actually use this character outside of the boss fight that I had exactly. to have with him or her which was fantastic I loved every I loved everything about it, it and the, the boss fun. fights were so great like, yeah it was, those were yeah another yeah. Paper Mario game I would definitely be like yes it's a must have I need to have yeah. kind of thing especially if it is something like that where it's like Luigi would be really yeah. ideal give me yeah. Paper Mario 64 Paper Mario 1000 Year Door Virtual Console on the Switch right. as you're working on the new Paper Mario come right. on Nintendo exactly I mean, that'd be great. I mean, yeah, Paper Mario on the Switch, that would change everything. Yeah. So it's just like, they'd make the Switch. I mean, neither the Switch isn't worth having because I like having it. But, um, but yeah, oh, there's confirmation. I won my Fantasy League because his score is locked in. Nice, I got one guy to play. So I'm All right, play. well, no one cares. I mean, people can care. Why can't Why can't they be happy for me? I'm winning my Fantasy League. I'm going to be 2-0 and now. No one cares. Anyway, right. so that was pretty much all just the things we wanted to. It's all the things we wanted to cover this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new series of topics. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been fun. So yeah. Been great. Um, hopefully, if we're not like no one's listening to this, we might not be back. But I mean, hopefully I mean no week. one's gonna listen to this one anyway. But you gotta get started somewhere. So yeah. So uh, yeah, I think you want to give the uh, Twitter handle and everything. Uh yeah. So we actually just got started up. So the Twitter handle is at TugPod. So T U G P O D. So the Untitled Gaming Podcast. Um, if you need to email us for any reason, the three people that are listening to this podcast, <laughs> it's the Untitled. It, this the is the handle. It, the is in it. The Untitled Gaming Podcast at, at gmail.com. The the or the very important. We're both OSU alum. That matters to us. There are many other Untitled Gaming Podcasts, but, but we this are is the, the we are the <laughs> Untitled Gaming Pod. Well, actually, there isn't many. There's a lot of other Untitled things. We are the Untitled Pod. <laughs> we are the best one out of all of them. Yeah. So um, if you wanna tweet or email us questions or topics or you know if you tell Zach to fuck off, you know I'll do that on our email. I mean, he, he says it to me anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, no, sure. Give with us your opinions. And uh, if these are going on the iTunes um, yes. and Apple Podcasts and stuff like that. Well, so iTunes, SoundCloud. SoundCloud, all that. I think we're going to try to get it on Spotify if we can. Yeah. I don't know if we can do that right now. Um, we shall see. <laughs> we will try. Um, but, yeah, leave a review because I've learned from other podcasts those help. No, no one knows how, so we don't either. But Yeah, like – Share, subscribe, and all that shit. All that jazz. Or don't. You know, I don't give a shit. I mean, I don't give a shit either. So it's just like... Yeah, we're not making money on this. So. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to give us money, um, email us. Yeah. And I will you, give you my Venmo. If you do think the uh, sound quality is, you know, not up to par, please give us money so we can buy some better mics. Exactly. Uh, we are actually doing these on mics that are not standard. So it's just like... Yeah, this is just uh, our headsets for gaming. Yeah. Right? So if you yeah, so if you really don't like it, um, either give us money or get the fuck over it. Um, yeah, either way. Yeah. So... um. But outside of that, thanks for listening. Uh, we had a great time doing this. And uh, yeah. peace out. Peace out. See ya. Make a name for yourself.